This is Tony Rosario from the What the Heck Show on Union Power Radio, and this is our disclaimer. The content of this radio show is provided for informational purposes only. Hector and myself and our guests are not responsible for the consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of information provided in this show and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided. The information discussed today reflects the views of Hector, myself, and our guest as of the date of this show and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any forward-looking statements are based solely on assumptions, opinions, and actual results may vary from any such statements. No reliance should be placed on any statements said on date of this radio show. Now stay tuned and enjoy, and thank you for listening. Nice. You are now in tune with the boss of the business, the What The Heck Show, on unionpowerradio.com. Welcome, welcome, Teamsters of Local 804 and Teamsters listening across the country. Today is May 22nd, a uh, nice, beautiful Sunday evening here in beautiful New York. It's very, very hot today. We are sweating. I mean, it is like hell just came onto earth. I mean, whoa, talk you about see, the heat. You see what I'm playing? It wasn't me. Wasn't you. It wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't Sean. It was in Sean O'Brien with the twenty-two fours. It was Dennis Taylor. Yeah. Everybody's playing the blame game right now of who approved the twenty-two four language. Really? That's what's happening right now. <laughs> yeah. The, you, the know, you know how they game. are. They are because that language sucks ass. So now everybody's talking about that. Uh, oh, it wasn't me. We didn't vote for it. So, you know, whatever. It what, wasn't us. It wasn't us. <laughs> we we it, sure as hell didn't vote for it, at least. It wasn't, it wasn't the members of uh, Teamsters. I can show you, tell you that. Tell you that. Anyway, what's yeah. up, bro? You got a lot of shit going on, huh? You just made it to yeah. the to the show. Or you just woke up. No, man. I have a lot going on. I was uh, trying to, uh, well, we this, this morning, we... Uh, we had our, our second breakfast club. We try to do it uh, out in Long Island for the members of Long Island. I uh, would have liked to have a bigger turnout, but it was good. The people that did show up, they got some good education. 
um, the first Breakfast Club went really well. Um, so we're going to continue to build off of that also. The Breakfast Club, I think uh, it's important for the part-timers to, to realize that they're not the forgotten ones. And we will do whatever we can at, Lake, at Local 804. Recording to, in progress. To make sure that our part-timers know that they are not the forgotten ones. We will you know, continue to try and do our best to have places that they can try to educate and inform themselves. Um, but, um, you know, we got to keep moving forward on the Breakfast Club. Um, another thing that we did yesterday in my neighborhood, uh, another thing you can do as a, just being a good citizen and a member of your community, find out who your district assembly leader is. You know, find out who it is. And if they don't, they're not doing their job, find out who the person running against them is and support that person. Go out there, knock on doors, canvas, do whatever you can to help that person win because it's important because it's your neighborhood. So we were out canvassing for um, um, the the District 54. Uh, he's running for District 54 right now. The incumbent is a, a gentleman by the name of Eric Delon. Um, been there since about 2016. And we are running and I am supporting Samuel Lavari's who's running for District 54 here in our neighborhood that covers East New York, Cypress Hills, and and uh, Bushwick as well. So I took my kids out, Hector, to come canvas with me, which is interesting because I don't know if anybody's done any community canvassing lately. There's an app, and you have the name of the people in the house that you're visiting knocking on their door. And on this app, you have every person in that household and how old they are. So if I see 73-year-old female because it says whether a male or female it says 73 year old female i know i'm looking for an older woman i know she might take a while to get to the door also you got you know young male 38 stuff like that the person's name hi i'm looking for so and so and it was interesting at one point hector though this really old grumpy man it was like <laughs> right you reminded me a little of you it was a there are five people in that household so i'm telling the kids ah uh, fuck you I'm telling the kids, we're going to get five votes. And we knock on the door. This man comes to the door. He's got to be at least 70. And I'm like, how are you doing, sir? We're looking for such and such. He's like, not here. And I'm like, okay, well, is this person here? No, this person. And I'm going down the list. And he's like, I said, they're not here. And I was like, whoa, all right. All right, buddy. Moving on. Listen, Samuel Olivares is for District 54. Have a nice day. And I left the pamphlet. <laughs> we left. But it was very interesting. It was nice to see the kids there. Um, the councilwoman, um, Sandy Nurse, was with us. Uh, Sandy Nurse came to the barbecue and showed some love to the kids for, for helping Canvas. It was very Bar nice. Barbecue? Yeah, they had a barbecue afterwards. Yeah. Oh, they fed you with some hot dogs. They had, actually, they had tofu shish kebabs. Nice. I listen, teriyaki tofu shish kebabs. I thought it was very interesting. I didn't try one, of course, because I'm not big on tofu. Um, uh, they... e easy said, vote no. <laughs> and then they had some steaks. Um, why is that door open? Hold on a second. Let me shut this door. You can have to say something. Okay, say, um, say something. Anyway, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, a couple of things from the IBT and uh, how is this contract going to affect a lot of people. And uh, 804 right now is telling everyone, not telling what it's saying, just in case, just in case, uh, if you're not in the credit union in 804, they have some plans that if we do decide to go on a strike, which I, you know, I'm wishing it does do that because I want to, you know, I, I just want to fuck with the company and let the company know that, you know, the Teamsters are back and we're strong and we're going to not take shit from any of them. 
And uh, if 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 it comes to a strike, then you know all our brothers, you know, you know, we can't cross the picket line, guys. I don't care if you know if you you're desperate for that money. Yeah, uh, the future of the Teamsters is what it lies. So you you got to go with your brothers and sisters and don't cross that picket line. Uh, because if you do cross that picket line, I don't know your coworkers are not gonna look, look at you a diff. They're gonna look at you a different way when you cross their picket line. So uh, you need to um, um, understand the striking rules and regulations that when we all go on strike, no one cross that picket line. Okay, guys. That is correct. It is in the contract. I mean, why would you? Why would you? Um, you know, you guys know what they call people who cross the picket line, right? Scabs. Scabs. Do you want to be a scab? I mean, you're all a bunch of fucking assholes. That's, that's what exactly that's what, what you're. On. That's what they're gonna call you when you uh, cross that picket line. You're a bunch of. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. What is wrong with you? What is wrong What's with wrong you? with all of you? Exactly. So with that said, uh, you know, uh, I guess negotiations are going to start soon. I mean, because now the heat is is being put up in uh, the company now. The company now is, is in a hiring thing. They, they, they're hiring everybody and anybody right now off the streets uh, because they feel that it's going to happen. I wish it doesn't happen. I wish they just agree to the terms and get rid of that 22-4 language and give the part-time some more money and, uh, you know, and increase everything that Amazon is doing right now because Amazon is uh, taking over with this shit because they're paying these guys 19 bucks an hour. They're giving them medical right away versus, you know, with the Teamsters and the Team Care. You know, you got to wait six months or whatever the case may be, and you're getting started at 15 bucks an hour. So uh, the company put their foot in their mouth by giving uh, some part-timers and during peak time, you know, a $20 an hour, and then they took it back from them right after peak. So well, we're going straight for that. We're going straight for that $20, maybe a little bit more, hopefully a little bit more. They deserve it. And hopefully uh, it works out that the company agrees to it, a $10 billion profit. They agree to the terms, and we don't have to go on strike. But if we do have to go on strike, the best time right now is to start saving 50 bucks a week. Put it in your a bank account. Go to the credit union. They have an, a new account. And if we don't go on strike, guess what? You save some money for you can have a nice vacation uh, when you go on vacation. But if we do go on strike, at least you're there. You have the money to uh, – because I don't think it's going to be a two-week strike like like you guys did in 97. I think it's going to be short, and but it's going to send the message in, and, uh, and hopefully uh, we don't go. But this is what we're at right now. And what a lot of people have to know is that the company is relying – on the members wanting and needing their salaries. They are hoping if they can hold out for a couple weeks that, you know, they'll hold out long enough that you're, you got those bills coming in and you're getting real worried and your wife is at home and she's telling you, honey, you know, how are we going to cover this? How are we going to cover our mortgage? How are we going to cover our car payments? These are all things that the company's banking on. So if you're smart enough, you will have already been saving at least anywhere from 50 to 100 bucks a week. And as Hector was mentioning, the the, the credit union strike fund that we're that uh, Local 804 is working with, uh, for $50 a week, you'll have a nice chunk of change at the end of the year and the money will mature in uh, in 2023 
And when you have that date, you'll have not only the money that you have put into it, but an X amount, an extra few hundred dollars, which will be very helpful um, for anybody saving for, who was that? Is that Jamie? I don't know. I muted. I muted him. So everyone okay. mutes themselves until they get. Uh... All right. Go ahead. All right. So and and you would have uh, over a few thousand dollars. But um, if you're doing a hundred dollars a week, you'll easily have close to over five thousand dollars at the end of the year. So, you know, these are all this is all money that would be very helpful during the strike. And we're putting it out there. And, and Local 804 has been very, you know, the executive board has been uh, put this thing together with the credit union. They made flyers and they're putting it up in all the buildings and they're making sure that the members know we're letting the company know that we're prepared. We're preparing our members to be able to sit out there and sustain a strong, long strike if we have to. And we already know that, like you mentioned earlier, they caved last time in under two weeks. You know, that was 1997 when I was a young little punk. Um, this time are. it's different. Yeah, still, I wish I was a young <laughs> little, I'm, I'm an old punk. <laughs> so we're hoping that, um, you know, that our members really understand that. Also, uh, soon uh, we're having a strike captain's training. We're actually having a Richard DeVries come down from local 705 in Chicago. And we'll be working with him on our strike captain's training, which is very big. You know, uh, Richard DeVries has been around for many, many strikes, and he's well versed in the strike uh, <laughs> in the strike situation. <laughs> he's done a lot of that kind of uh, stuff in the past, and he's going to be a big help to us. There's a lot of things to prepare when it comes to a strike, having your members ready, and um, we are going to be ready. And I believe that all the locals across the country are preparing also in preparation for this big strike that can be one of the largest nationwide strikes since 1997. So uh, everybody make sure you save up and prepare for it because it's 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 a definite possibility. Um, it's it's a lot of it's a, it's a lot of percentage that it will happen because the company is not going to give in. To the uh, twenty twenty two, yeah, that twenty two four language. Uh, you know, it was it was ugly going in, and it's going to be ugly coming out because I want to <laughs> see how is uh, how Almost Sean like eating a hot jalapeno. Yeah, I never liked it, that language from the get go. Uh, what like I said, they shoved it down our throat with that because you know they didn't have the two third rule back then, and so you know the two rule the two third rule ruled, and now that we took it out of system, now there's no more two day two uh the what is it? I'm gonna f I fucking forget. The two, the two rules. The two thirds. The two thirds rules. I don't yeah. know what the fuck just happened just now. I just lost <laughs> Bra it. brain fart. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy how I was just talking about it and it just went brain fart. I'm going. I'm getting old. So the two third rule is now you know gone and now they can't shove the contract down the throat, which is a good thing because now that any supplements that doesn't is not ready to uh, to commit to it, they can't. They can't shove it down the throat. Now they gotta have to wait till all the supplements are done and all the international the international papers are done. So now you know it's it's up to us now, and that was the best thing now because that that time you know they had a couple of uh, of um, of locals that were holding back and they threw it down that twenty two three just threw it down our throat even though we voted no to it. So hopefully uh, this time around. I know the company's gonna give them a hard time to get rid of that language because they are they they abusing the shit out of that language right now. You know the language was put for 
22 fours to work four hours in and four hours out and they haven't used those 22 fours yet inside some places yes but they haven't used them all inside and you know it's just the it's this dumb saying fuck it i'm gonna do whatever fuck i want to i like what uh jose francisco negretti is saying he's saying imagine if amazon rank and followers went on strike in solidarity with us even for one or two days that can be a game changer that would be huge and you know what i would be, be a lot of people with... that'd be a lot of people getting fired too <laughs> yeah well it depends how they they did it because if it's happening all across the nation you can't just fire your whole workforce it was at this <laughs> moment that he knew he fucked up i feel like um if we go on strike um and you know this is of, of right. course pending the demands um, and us going back and forth and, and you know, arguing with the this country. is of course, pending sorry, the sorry. demands and us going back and forth and, and you know, with the I don't know how to turn this off. Hold of on a second. Sorry, the I'm demands sorry. And us going back and forth. There you go. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Right. Okay, cool. Um, and um, we do go on strike. And let's say people that are right now trying to fight for a contract at Starbucks where 80 stores have already unionized and still don't have a contract decide to strike. And Amazon workers who've been fighting to get a union all decide to strike. And and the teachers are like, hell yeah, let's join in with the UPS guys too. And they go on strike. Like, imagine just like the world on strike. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That would be that would be telling the people that think they can win all these billions and billions of dollars on the backs of the workers. It would tell them that the workers are no longer taking no shit. I'm just saying, that's a what if, a really big what Carl, if. Carl got his hand up. What's up, Carl? Unmute yourself. What's up, Carl? What's going on, fellas? How is everybody doing? Another day in paradise, Carl. What can we say? Why don't, hear you. Why don't, uh, why don't we see you? Why, hold on. Why, why do you get on Zoom? Why anyone gets on Zoom and don't show them? So I don't know. Whoa, you're in like a shed. I'm in my I'm in my work shed. Yeah. Nice. I like it. Very all good. The cool, it looks all the like cool it, stuff. it looks like a Puerto Rican house. Hold up. Hold up. Very good. What's up, Carl? <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk about, because I heard Tony talking about the uh, the credit union and the strike fund that they set up. Right. Uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. So I, w I actually set up my account uh, this past week. Nice. And uh, they actually told me, which I thought was pretty cool, that you can deposit money into that account at any time. Yes. So, if you write grievances and you get grievance checks and stuff, you could throw it right in that right strike. In. The only thing you can't do for a year is take money take out. out. Correct. So I I think it's a great idea. I already saw it on my account. The account's created. I can't wait for them to start taking money out, putting it aside, just in case, you know, things happen in 2023. Yeah, absolutely. And like he said, you can put in anything you want. So let's say right now you got $1,000 sitting around that you're not doing anything with and you don't want to spend it. Take that 1000 throw it into the account, and let it just sit there. You know, It's going to make money while it's sitting there. And that's the important thing. The $1,000 sitting in your house is not doing anything. It's in your couch. It's not collecting. It's not making any money for you. In the credit Do union strike fund. What? Is it 2%? I'm not sure. I got to get the... Does anybody have the paper with them? I got it on my phone. I don't. Let me see if I can pull it up. But we, oh, we're going gonna, to... I'm going to send you this, Tony, because I want you to read it out because uh, Vinny Perone put this out there. 
okay. uh, this week, and this is what we're going through at the local. Mute your somebody. What's what's that's Carl. That's Carl. So uh, you, you know, Vinny put it out there this week. I'm 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 guessing that a lot of other locals could actually learn from this. Also, uh, there's a lot of things going on here in Local 804 that we are uh, the company now. You know, they're not trying to bring any light cases like you know a mispackage or those kind of cases they are actually going for the cases that are worthy for them to to fight at the arbitration and worthy when i say that when you give them you right now they have they have an empty gun and i always tell these guys this they got an empty gun you are the one who supplies the bullets for them to shoot and when they shoot they're going to shoot they're going to shoot they're going to shoot to kill you know that they're gonna they're gonna get whatever they got on you. They're gonna put up a good case that there's enough evidence to that you're fucking up. And I just sent uh, Tony a big list of the do the don'ts that uh, Vinny Perone put out there on Facebook. And a lot of people are you know when I send it out to my guys on on WhatsApp, they they all reply like holy shit. And uh, and it's, it's it's I mean it's the truth. What what's in this list right here? It'll probably help out all the other guys and other locals. And this is what our president of local eight hundred four, uh, Vinny Pavone, put out there in Facebook. You have it, Tony. Yep. Okay. Right. So, so you wanna you wanna start with yep. the honest, honest mistake? mistakes? Yep. Okay. So again, like Hector said, this is from Vinny Perone, our president, and he had this very strong message. He's actually been going to the building parking lot meetings and talking about this message. And if anybody here has met Vinnie Perone, when he's agitated, everybody will know it. Um, he's been having these very powerful parking lot meetings. He had two so far in two separate buildings. And I'm pretty sure that that show is going to go around to the other buildings. Eventually he's taking it on the road. And, and it is a very um, tough to listen to because it's real. And it's what's happening and people really got to pay attention. So honest mistakes, misdelivering a package, getting into a reported accident, forgetting to stop complete, being late once in a blue, not scanning a package at a stop. And that's honest mistakes. These are honest mistakes. Right. Dishonesty. Let's move on to dishonesty. Chargeable offenses, Um. you know, and, and discharge, discharge, offense. discharge, right. Dischargeable offenses. That's correct. Okay. So dishonesty, not reported an accident or injury, not reporting an accident injury, flagging stops. If anybody doesn't know flagging stops means that you're pretending to deliver and you keep moving. You didn't make the delivery you're, attempt. You're, you're, you're stop completing a stop 10 blocks away and you're not at the front of the place that you're flagging. So that's what they call flagging stops. Flagging. Yes. Right. Making up stops, in other words, duplicating stops, stops padding, that don't padding routes, padding. That's we, we don't do that. Don't don't one lady in apartment three hours getting three packages and you made it look like three stops. This is that's, all, this that's is all dishonesty act that you can get discharged for. Correct. Okay. Suspended license. Oh my god, that is cool. That is going crazy here. He harped on that for like yeah. ten minutes, actor. Because maybe even more. Because <laughs> it's happening hardcore here in local eight hundred four with these licenses being suspended. Your livelihood is your license. You only have two. You only have two uh, reasons to do anything, which is your DLT and your driver's license. They all got to be corrected for you to drive for this company. Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, no, you're good. Please. This is very important stuff and we have to make sure we break it down for everybody because again, driving with a suspended license is just stupid. You are a person who knows, like he said, that this is your livelihood. You're driving for a living and you're going to let your license get suspended. And if you don't know, keep an eye on it. You can go on the DMV website. You could always check your stuff out, see how many tickets you've received, anything. There's so many ways for you to check your on your on your own stuff. Well, let me, let's talk a little bit about that. You, right. you know, you don't go into the office with a suspended license. When the company's telling you you have a suspended license, you don't go in the office and says, I didn't know it was going to get suspended. Let me tell you something. You didn't know because before you got suspended, before the whole suspension of your license, you got pulled over. You got pulled over for speeding. You got a ticket. They gave you the ticket. They gave you the, a certain amount of time to answer to it, either guilty or not guilty. You went through all that. So you, you, you didn't lose your memory. You didn't lose the fact that you forgot that you had a ticket. You know you had a ticket. Okay, so you don't go in the office and say, I don't remember. I don't remember getting anything. Second of all, if you are pleading not guilty, they, you got to have a hearing before it becomes a conviction or a, a conviction of the of the of the infraction so you know about all this and you go into the office with a shop steward and the first thing you say is i don't remember any of that i don't remember you know a ticket and this bullshit yeah. because they have record of it when they go in there and say your license is suspended, they already have a third party looking into your license. When did you get that ticket? When did you uh, admit to it? Your DVIR, the, the MVDC? If you say, oh, I didn't get anything, because it says in 12 months. In the past 12 months, you have to write down any any uh, any convictions of any of... Uh, but that's not a conviction. If you're, you're pleading not guilty, you got to wait to a trial. I want a case like that. But anyway, you have to understand... you. You, you know you got that fucking ticket. You know you got that letter in the mail saying you have 30 days to answer. Your license is going to be suspended. You know that. You know that. They know that. So why are you going to go in there and says I never knew it got suspended? This bullshit. It's bullshit, and ignorance is not a defense. It's There's nothing you can do, all right? Uh, pleading ignorance is not going to help you. It's just go crazy. Um, and if you're a person who's, uh, well, I'm just going to say it outright. If you're a deadbeat dad, right? And you haven't been paying your child support. Guess what? They'll suspend your fucking license. Mm -hmm. It'll happen. Don't you know, be a deadbeat dad. You it, had children? Take it, care of your it, fucking children. It kills me that when they go into your office with these suspended licenses, they think that it's just going to go away. It's not going to go away. It might have went away for a little bit because of the pandemic and the DMV wasn't open. It might have went. You might have got away with a little bit in a couple of months. But you're not going to get away with it. It's going to come back and hunt and hunt you down. And if you're driving their vehicle, if you're driving their vehicle, that big brown truck, you're driving it with a suspended license, they have the right under Article 35 to discharge you for deceiving the company, dishonesty, and just careless of your license. Yeah. That's a, why would they keep you? That's such a bad, that's such a liability. And, and then you look at us like, help me. What Help the me, fuck? Save my job. What am I? I you know, if I job. wish I wish I was the mailman that gave you that letter that told you you have 30 days to fix it because I would have told you, yo, fix your fucking license. Simple as that. Go ahead. And, and you What's know what? <laughs> I want to just tell a one little story Go ahead. because v Vinny was telling us about this one person that he knew for a long time. Right. We won't mention no names, obviously, but this person ended up losing their job. And this is the part that really pisses me off. Like the company, uh, we told the person, we can't take your case, right? The, the union tells 
the individual that what you did was just there's nothing we can do to save your job. There's there's certain cases that you just can't take because it's going to it's not even worth using the members money on. Right. Because you're not going to win this. There's there's like no way there's nothing we the union can do. And our guys at panel, you, you know, we have Scott Damone, Lou Barbone, P.T. Piero. We got our director of operations. John you have Lincoln. a new member in the in the prepping team now, Raul Molestina. Yeah. So these guys, when they're prepping, they don't mess around. You really they're, they're taking cases and they're winning a huge percentage of them. But when they know that there's something that's just unwinnable because you did something so egregious, what's the point in taking it if there's no way out? So this one individual had such a case. And, you know, of course, the company's dying to get them to, to, to arbitration so they could throw it in our face. Oh, look, you lost another one. But we're like, you know what? The, the union's not taking that one. Those are Sorry. the cases. Those are the cases that the company now is is going for, and they have right. a third party investigation investigators that will go deep into your DMV. Deep, yeah. meaning deep. that if you have twenty twenty five years on the job, they're going to go twenty five years back to see if you dis was dishonest or deceiving the company within in those twenty five years. Just because this is what they do now, they're looking for those those kind of cases. Uh, you know, your license is very important. This is your job on the line with that license. If you don't look at this this weekend uh, in Long Island, a DWI guy killed three people, innocent people, just because he was DWI. I'm not saying it was one of our guys, but, you know, it could happen to one of us. And Everybody. that's why we should we shouldn't be drinking and driving. If you are you, your license is very, very important. It is your livelihood. I think my license with go because that is my livelihood my livelihood I, I if i mess that up i don't have a fucking job so you have to think about it that way you got to think about if i mess up my license or uh, i get suspended or i'm caught with dwi or whatever the case means i my, my career is over everyone thinks that this company this this job that you have in the company that is not a career it is a career it is a fucking good career it's a hard career but it's a good career. It supports your family. It supports your, you mean you're middle class. You have a union. You have medical. You have everything. So this license is very, very important for you to keep up to date. And if you don't, if you have child support and you don't want to be the, the good daddy, daddy, you well, guess what? They will suspend your license if you don't pay that child support and you won't even know it. And the sad part is that the company will say stupid things like for that particular individual that I'm talking about. Um, the, the manager said to him, you know, I don't know why the, the union's not taking your case. Like, yeah. really? So yeah. here goes this person calling the press and he's like, hey, press, you know, the guy was like, you know, he doesn't know why you guys aren't taking it. And he was like, oh, really? Well, tell them to give you your job back then. Exactly. They're the ones firing you. They don't dumbass. want. They're not. They <laughs> so. I mean, the, to think that the company would play this person against the union after you're the people that are that they're the ones firing him. Oh, well, I don't know why they wouldn't take your case. Like, are you fucking serious? Put him back to work. then. Exactly. Article 35 is pretty good. It's a is a is a is a good article for both sides of the fence. You got the, the union side, because if you are your license is suspended and you tell them that your license will be suspended on this day, that you need to go take care of it. 
And if they can't take care of it within a certain time, you have two years. They could take you off the truck. You could work as a helper or you could work at the inside. for the. You get two years in the contract to fix your license up to two years. So it works for the union if you do it the right way. Now, it doesn't work for the union when the company, it works for the company when they have to tell you, come into the office, we're going to talk about your license. And then they're going to have the answer. They're going to have the answers to the questions. So you, they just look into you to lie and deceive and all that. They looking for that. They looking for that. They have the answer to the question. The question will be, is your license okay? You're going to say yes. Are you sure? This is yeah. what this is where they get you at. So they have the right to discharge you right there on the spot with Article 35. Article 35 works for both sides, the union side and the company side. The union side, like I said, if you get that letter in the mail saying your license is going to be suspended in a week, uh, a month from now, you tell them what you what's going to happen. If it takes longer than a month to do, you have up to two years to fix that license. They'll take you off the truck. They can't fire you because you was honest and right. you're taking care of the, the problem. Right. Don't wait to the last minute. You exactly. got to let them know in advance. Exactly. That's, that's how you keep your job. So uh, the next moving one. Moving on to dishonesty. No, uh, the, uh, suspended license no, no, the last one. Right, right. Now we got constantly cheating commercial as residential. Oh, that is a no-no. I that mean, is a no-no. That's a dishonesty it's a commercial, act. it's a commercial. Exactly. That's it. You're living to a house, and it's somebody who lives in a house. He's got a family. The only ones children. that are cheating that commercial residential because they didn't get there on time. The commercial's closed, so they want to just not be on the uh, on the on the computer saying that he missed a commercial. He she's his uh, residential. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're I rather fucking wrong. I rather I rather deal with a case that you put you were, you missed it. And you put miss after commercial, then you sheet that commercial residential. I'd rather deal with that. So that's the right way to do it. If you go after the five o'clock on the commercial and the commercial's close, it's sheeted miss. Miss. Read my lips or listen to my lips. It's called miss. Actor. Can you please mute yourself? Thank you very much. So, uh,. Raise your hand, motherfucker. You know, we're talking here. <laughs> what the hell? He gets to get, he gets, there you go. He's he raised, to say. He raised his hand. Me. Okay, Carl, right. go ahead. Go ahead, Carl. I didn't interrupt you mid-thought. Yeah, yeah. I figured you took a pause so I would say something. <laughs> so now the company is telling us that closed after five is closed. Closed? Is no, that's not the proper way of doing it. That's not I the way have, that's not the way we was taught. The proper way of doing it, if you get to a commercial after five o'clock and they close, it's called a miss. You're miss. absolutely right. My management team, I'll speak for my management team. I won't speak for everybody. My management team is telling us that closed after five is closed. Well, you write down whoever tells you that and she didn't miss. That's what I say. She did the right way. You can't get in trouble for cheating it the right way. It is miss. It's been missed unless they have a new procedure that they got to teach everybody the new procedure. After five is miss. Anyone that's telling you it differently than miss, they telling you to falsify documents. That's what they telling you. And let me tell you something about that. Let me tell you something about that also. Guys, if you're listening out there, listen to me very carefully with this cell phone. Can you mute yourself uh yeah thank you the cell phone the cell phone that you have that you possess that this is your cell phone 
The company shouldn't be calling you to tell you what they should want you to do because this cell phone won't record the conversation. Okay, so when they tell you to do something and it's falsifying and you go do it and then next day you're in the office because you did something that he told you to do, the supervisor, on the phone because no record of it, he's going to say, I never said that to you. I never said that to you. The diet board is there for a reason. Listen, I did it when I was a driver. I used the diet board all the time. You know why? Is it convenient for them to use the cell phone because they could get, they could get you, they could get at you in seconds. They could get the 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 the, the whatever that they need to instruct you in seconds, and it's better for them. With the diet board, it takes 15 minutes for the message to get to you, 15 minutes for you to get to, you know, to respond to it. It takes too long for them, so you're making their job easy by using your cell phone, your cell phone that you pay. Now, if the company wants to. Uh, apply cell phones to us and we use the cell phones fine we'll do that but this is your cell phone you shouldn't have any supervisor calling you on that cell phone every message should be through the diet board for your record in case they send you to do something they cannot erase that this this is a a thing called global time card global time card would also show the messages of, of the supervisor sending it to you, they cannot erase that. Only LP could get into that, and that's what to uh, cover your ass. A cell phone would not cover your ass because as soon as they're in their office and their job, that supervisor's job is on the line before your job, he, believe me, he's throwing you right under the fucking bus. Your, your job will be done. He say, I never told you that. All right. Next Wait, Carl got one more question. Okay, Carl, go ahead. He's full of questions. I'm gonna raise my I'm gonna raise my hand every time I want to speak. I want to be very clear. Um, I am receiving these messages through the diet. I would never. Uh, they're actually telling me the sheet it uh, closed after five through the diet. I don't take any phone calls from them. I actually have them all blocked, so there's no communicating with me on my personal phone. Any and all communication goes through the diet or through my steward. So whatever well, make I'm sure being... make sure you keep those messages because in other centers they doing it they bringing guys into the office for sheeting it closed. So with the messages that you have, you could be a, a good part of an investigation with the union that we could tell the company that listen, you're doing it elsewhere. You know what the fuck. Yeah. So Whoever keep needs those, those pictures, you let me know. Got All it. Right. Right. Thank you. All right, what are we up to now? We are up to sheeting packages away from location. Stupid. <laughs> if, if you're not near a place and you're making a delivery three blocks away, do you not think the company will know this? Everything is with GPS now. They know exactly where you are. They know how far away from the truck you are. They know how long it takes for you to do one stop to another stop. They know how long you take your lunch. Don't overextend your lunch. Don't take one hour and an extra half hour because you were home and you took a little nap and you forgot to wake up. No, we don't do these things. So please, when you're sheeting a package, sheet it in front of the location, not away from the location, because again, Hector, that's called dishonesty. And also with that said, if you think you think you're gonna beat the system by getting by sheeting packages, I just had a case that a guy sheet four packages, driver release, driver release at the same time. Four different addresses. He was at a he was at away from one address, and then he he sheeted four packages driver release in for four different packages. 
they see that. Believe me, it gives them a red flag or a red thing on their computer. They start looking. They start looking from your past history, how you're doing things. They put you on a, on, on a, a you know, if, if you go into the office, if you're dishonest there, they'll put you on a non-working 72. If they still investigate, they'll put you on a working 72. And this is what they do. You're giving them the bullet to shoot because they're going to start looking for your past records and see how much more they want to build the case against you to make sure when they terminate you that they got you that the yeah. union will go there to fight for you but they got you you understand what i'm saying so you need to do those scanning of the package in front of the location in front of the location that's it plain and simple all right let's move on to stupidity by vinnie perone no, not checking your abstract. That's stupidity. Stupid. Exactly. Stupid. Before your MVDC, before you sign that piece of paper and tell them that you now uh, are okay with your license, get an abstract. Get an abstract. It's $7 on your phone. Seven fucking dollars. $7. You make 40 something dollars an hour. Well, yeah. 40, you're going to make $40 an hour. You can afford $7 once a year to get that abstract. Once a year. Once, once a year. year. That would be stupid if you don't. Hanging out on the clock. Oh, my stupid. God. Stupid. And it's stupid. being done. You think it's, it's okay, you know, to go get, you know, out. you don't have a gas tank, you know, a gasoline station in, inside the facility. Yeah. So you got to go outside to get gas. Right. And then you stop at the gas station. You fill up. You do, you do what you're doing. You're on the clock. You're filling up their truck. But then you go in and get a cup of coffee, read the newspaper, and get a snack for the day. That is stealing time. Okay? Stupid. Stupid. Listening to your supervisors to falsify. Stupid. 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 I wish I had a stupid uh, thing here. I know, right? We're going to have to find one. Yeah. Um, Leaving packages in lobbies stupid. stupid what is wrong with you that, that's good what's that's a wrong good one. with all of you <laughs> it was at I mean, this moment that he knew he fucked up so now you're leaving packages in the lobby let's just say they want to ojs you for whatever reason and that particular day you decide not to leave your packages in the lobby now what's he gonna say? Don't do you normally, you know, because they're already before they go on an OJS with you, they pretty much know what you're doing because they've been watching you, they're checking your telematics, they know what your habits are. So they want to make sure that you're doing the same things you do normally when you're with them, right? Now we shouldn't leave packages in lobbies because what can happen? They can get stolen, you know, somebody can take a package from another apartment, say, whoops, I'm sorry, I thought it was mine. Whatever the case is. Why are you trying to take shortcuts? Exactly. Just deliver the package to the door. It's not that serious. I don't so, know. To get to get home two seconds earlier, I don't I don't I don't get it. What's it saving you? A this few is, minutes? You're I, on the I, clock, I you're getting paid. I don't get it. I really don't get it that you know you're getting paid forty bucks an hour and for doing these stupid things, it's gonna get you home two seconds more earlier. I mean, what the fuck, man? Is it worth it? No. Yeah. So that no. is uh it was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. Next one. Throwing packages on the belt. Oh my god. And when we say that, we mean something that you have not sheeted. Exactly. So if you come back to the building and you have something in the truck and you're like, damn, I forgot to deliver this, 
go notify the supervisor and find out what they want you to do. Most likely, she didn't miss. If you take it upon yourself to throw it on the belt, that's being dishonest. What is wrong with you? Stupid. It, what, it is stupid because they got cameras everywhere on those belts. And the reason they got those cameras is for the preload. And they got cameras facing the north. They got cameras facing the west, the east. So they're going to see you throw that package into the belt. Not only are they going to see you throw that package into the belt, that package is going to get caught by a uh, local sort. And they're going to put it to the side. And they're going to see, they're going to track it, they're going to look at the camera. You're going to go in the office and say, I didn't do it. Oh, okay, here's the video. So that's a stupid move. What is wrong with you? Stupid. What's wrong with all of you? So, I mean, this one is like a no-brainer here. Oh, my God. It hurts to even say it because I know we're going to get flack for this because every time somebody talks about this, for whatever reason, there are people defending it. It makes no sense to me. Not taking your lunch. Oh, my God. Stupid. That is so stupid. And, and the worst part is you? if you got eight people in one center not taking lunch, what is that doing, Hector? Eight people not taking lunch. What is that doing? Eight people not taking lunch? Eight people not taking lunch. You're not, one hour each. They're not, you just did what? What? You took a fucking job. job. Wait, what? Wait, wait. Job. Time out. Time out. Time out. I'm like lost. I'm like trying to play with these buttons here. <laughs> what is you, wrong with you? you? Say it again. Say it again. You basically stole the job. Oh yeah, exactly. Is that's, that's a route? You're, you're not. You're not exactly. They're not creating another uh, Teamster job. Yes. What is so, wrong? With I mean, you? if you have What's eight to sixteen in each center doing that, you're losing two to four jobs. I mean, come on. And for is, what? And for what? Why are you running in through? Why are you running through lunch? Why? Because oh, you want to well, get home is, earlier? Yes, because they want to get home Why? Because you want to get home before. Guess what, guys? It gets dark at 8.30. At 8.30 now, okay? It's right summertime. Now, yeah. It's summertime. Exactly. There's <laughs> no need for you to run through that route and freaking run through lunch. Uh, Carl has another question. Carl, what is your question, sir? Let's also remind everybody that there is such thing as a request load, both nationally and through the supplement. So if you really want to get home early, just put the paperwork in, get a request load for eight to eight and a half hours, and you'll get out at a decent time. Let me tell you about something about working through your you think you're doing you, yourself Carl. you think you're doing yourself a favor by you're working welcome. through your lunch and, and all that. You you're not. You're not because what's gonna happen is this. You have one missed scan, one, one, and you've been working through your lunch. Your lunch is going to come up. Your lunch is going to come up. They're going to say, you know, we're going to, you're dishonest because you're not following the lunch rules. You know, you got to take 60, 60 minutes of lunch. It's the law. It's labor law. The third to fifth hour, you must take a hour lunch. It's the fucking law. You think the company is going to agree? They're agreeing with you now because you're giving them great numbers. Give you, I guarantee you, one fuck, fuck up. up once. One fuck up, and guess what? That all comes out. And then what are you going to do? What are you going to say? What are you going to do? What are you going to say? You're violating your own fucking contract. You're violating labor law of taking lunch. What are you going to do then? It might be working for you right now, but you that one fuck up, I guarantee you, they'll bring it up into the meeting. Carl got another question. Jesus Stupid. Christ. Stupid. Stupid.
stupid. Hector, I'm, I'm curious. What's wrong what, with all of you? Got what happens in the event like somebody gets into an accident during their supposed lunch period? Is that a worse offense or like? Oh my god. <laughs> if they're working through their lunch, is they on the clock? They get into an accident. They're gonna They'll probably never run their. Lunch I guarantee you, they keep their job. That that accident will bring that up. Definitely bring that up. Why you haven't taken lunch, and why you taking not you not taking lunch between the hours of twelve and three, which is the third and fifth hour? Why are you taking lunch at five o'clock in the afternoon? Why are you taking lunch? Because the, you're not supposed to take your lunch. Should be done by three o'clock. That's the contract. You got to take your lunch between 12 and 3. Okay? And that's the next one, by the way, Hector. Glad you brought that up. Not right. taking lunch at the proper time. What is also, wrong with you? And like Carl mentioned what earlier, there are request all? loads. You can put them in. Not only that, there is the 9-5 list. If you have a problem with working too late every night, get yourself on the 9-5 list. This is happening all across the country. Drivers everywhere are getting on the 9-5. It is not only helping create more jobs, but if you're taking your lunch like you're supposed to, that's helping create more jobs. Getting on the 9-5 is helping create more jobs. You're making a stronger union. So stop being stupid. What is wrong with you? Stupid. What's wrong with all of you? Yeah, it's what's oh God, wrong I'm with really you. having fun with this list. So moving on. From not taking lunch and not taking lunch at the proper time, unless anybody else has anything to add. If, uh, Carl has his hand up again. That's something else to add there, Carl? Or I think he's just leaving it up at this point. <laughs> no, no, I've been, I've been taking it down because uh, I want to make sure I get to, I, I don't want to interrupt anybody. I want to be polite and courteous to everybody on the show, especially no. Hector. No. Um, why? So you said it. You said about the nine five list because he's the host, Dean. I have to respect the host. Is that Dean? Did I hear Dean? Yes, I'm not. Yes, the, I'm not the host. Uh, uh, Anthony's the host. I'm the producer. All right. I'm sorry. The lead producer. All right. show I, I, I make host. all this happen. Yeah, he's just the Ryan. <laughs> he just. He just. More important. He's just the good looking guy with the with the microphone. That's it. That's all right. he is. Yeah, you're the guy. He's the talking. I'm the one who deals with all the technology shit in here. Right, you know? right, right, right. And I got to look at but, this guy's face, Dean. And Dean doors, is the you know. brains behind the operation. Believe Dean it. Dean just played with numbers. <laughs> but I wanted to say about the nine five list. Nine five list signups are currently going on. I encourage everybody to get on it. Absolutely. We got to hand it in by what June fifth. Yeah, by June fifth, and it, it it kills me that guys come up to me. Why should I be on that nine five? They don't do overtime for me. Just get on the fucking list, man. Get on the list and show unity of all everyone together as one as one union, one goal to get on that list. If you use it, that's your choice. I told them. I said if you want to grieve it and they violate you three days, you got to grieve it. It's time and a half. Now they pay you time and a half for after eight hours, correct? So on top of that, you're gonna get another time and a half. Which is almost like triple time it for that day time. for the violation of the nine five. That's correct. I'm happy to say I got 34 members signed up in my center. Whoa, good job, Carl. Thank you. Uh, how, this, many, how many in the center? For uh, 30, I have, 35. I have, <laughs> I have 34 yeses and I believe 28 noes right okay. now. Nice. Um, Dean. I'm going to go curious. back on mute. Do the feeder drivers have a nine five? The feet? No, no, I didn't think no. so. I, I I piped in because I wanted to uh, talk about where nine five came from. Ooh, yeah, um, So, because back back before the 
dyads existed back when we were still on paper time cards and we were on paper, you know, the 50 liner papers. Um, nine five was considered a bad thing by the company. It was, a, it was an arbitrary number that they'd come up with the bean counters and said, you got to keep everybody under nine and a half hours working. And so when we would actually punch in on the card and punch out on the time card, that was how you could tell your manager you were freaking pissed off at him was you'd punch out exactly at 9.50 because if I would have walked two seconds quicker, I would have punched that out, punched out at 9.49. But somewhere along the way, the bean counter switched and figured out, Hey, no, the more we work these guys on overtime because of the, the, the pension benefits, because of the medical benefits, everything like this, it's worth paying us the overtime to work us 12, 14 hours a day. It's, it would cost them more to hire another person to work that eight hours that everybody's working on the overtime. So the whole nine, five thing was a company thing from years ago. And it, and it just turned into a thing where now they just expect everybody to go out and work 12 hours a day. And that's where that, you know, comes from an hour and a half of overtime. So it's, it's interesting with the history of it to see where it's come to now that now the drivers are fighting to want to be under nine, five, whereas before you used to get written up if you went over nine, five. So that I just wanted to and, jump and in. And nine, five is not nine to 5 p.m. Nine five is nine, and a, half hours nine and a half hours. Okay, I mean, I get guys. Wait, hey, is that for like from nine to five? I could get off. No, it means that it's nine and a half hours before they violate you. I know, but and nine and a half hours paid. So any time spent on your meal doesn't count into that nine and a half. So if you're for us, it's a half hour. It's a you have to take a thirty minute meal where I'm at. So from punch to punch, you're at ten hours if you're at nine and a half hours paid. So and also, you're, if you're doing safety hours in the morning, nine uh, five, you're gonna get. You know, a lot of people are fighting. If if, if you're scheduled to start at right. that time, you're you're well, it's off the road. So I don't know if it is. What do you think, Greg? I would say no. It goes from your your regularly driving start time. That's what I thought. Also. Okay. All right. Let's, got, yeah. Good. We no, don't have an issue in feeder, so. But. Another one, and Greg, we're just being pretty rude to the drivers who are doing stupid things right now. So excuse, excuse <laughs> I, I've been listening. I just oh, got home. Okay, okay Carl, you Carl, Carl has a question before you go to the next one. Carl, okay. hurry up. Fucking My question is, if the nine five protection is already in the con in the contract, why do we have to develop a list for drivers to accept that protection? Or am I? Is that not what it is? Well, not all the drivers. Not everybody yeah. wants it. Wait. Some people want the overtime. Some people don't mind working 10, 11 hours a day. And that's, you know. But why can't they just do that? And without creating a list, without people saying yes or no, if you're a driver who wants to work under nine and a half hours, anytime you work over, you file a grievance. If you're a driver who wants the overtime, you don't file a grievance. Or am I not? The company's not going to know who's who and they have to adjust the dispatch, in theory. Exactly. Yeah, Carl. Oh, okay. Right, Carl, you can mute yourself now. What is wrong yes, with sir. you? What's wrong with all of them? Another one. Going home, code 26. Oh, my God. That code sucks ass. Stupid! That is so stupid, what man. What is wrong with you? 
Like, come What's on. wrong with all of them? So the Code 26 is is a win-win for the company, just, uh, just for your information. And the company don't have to contribute to the pension. They don't have to pay you the $400 for the day. They don't have to do anything. It's a win for them. They got less. They, they uh, met their staffing needs. They save money. They save money, and they have a fucking supervisor working. So code 26, code 45 also is a bad fucking code for your pension. Remember, you're working for your pension. The guy that retired, you're you're working to put into that pension. The guy behind you is working to put into your pension. It's a fucking lateral thing. You don't come to work. The money is not going to go up on the pension. And then by the time you retire, if the money's gone, you're going to fucking regret going home on code 26 or code 45. For the rest of your life, because maybe the pension won't be there for you. And Greg, I, yeah. I want you to throw out some numbers for people and let them know what Code Twenty. I know you got, you have like a, a way of putting it, so maybe people could understand it from an economic standpoint. Why <laughs> you didn't understand me? You fuck. No, no, no. I understood you fine, but watch. You mean watch the, the watch money they're losing? Yeah, watch Greg you? operate on the money What's that's being lost. Go ahead, Greg. Well, even it's just an eight-hour day. It's it's forty bucks an hour. It's, $320 a day every single day you do it once a week 50 something times a year that's about 15 grand so yeah and not to mention how you're hurting your brothers and sisters the other side of that is healthcare too I have constantly have people come up to me that I don't know how you guys do it but they get a letter in the mail saying they didn't make their hours for because we do it by the quarter they didn't make their hours for the quarter and they're going to lose their health care for the next three months Ouch! And, you know, and they come wow. out. Well, I don't understand. Why did I get this letter? Well, you get the letter because you didn't. You left to work 400 hours, which is literally 10 weeks. So that means you're missing 15 days in a quarter. Wow. And people are doing that and losing their health care for three months. What and, is wrong with you? Uh, also, I believe it's a month, right, Hector? 30, 30 days or something like that. Right. After that, you lose your health care if you don't show up. 30, like 30 days, days. Yeah, 30 days. Yeah. yeah. Our yeah, so timers that, is one week. That's what everybody's got to understand is the pension and the healthcare is different everywhere. You know, for us in the West, it's the first 2280 hours. I mean, 2080 hours we work for the whole year. So me taking an R day doesn't hurt me on my pension because it used to before 97, we were on first eight hours worked or first eight hours paid, but now it's just the first uh, 2080 hours worked period. And and it kills me that because over here is uh is sixteen eighty I believe or sixteen hundred, uh f- for the physical year of hours and you know some guys reach that within the seventh eighth month, and then they think they they could just not come in for the rest of the you know one day a week and not you know you you're hurting the fucking pension you can say oh I already made mine for the year that's you yeah. but what about the other guys that you got to work for the other guys that work for you to get your pension you know you're selfish you're selfish you know if you made it the hours you got to continue coming to work and continue and continue to uh contribute to that pension so for the next guy could retire and not worry about not having a pension at the end carl again has another question go ahead carl what would you say to somebody who comes back and says well if i don't take a code 26 that means the people at the bottom of this seniority list are going to have to be displaced to the preload, or if I don't take a code 26, people are going to get laid off. What would you say to those people that have that crazy rationale that if if they do come to work every day like they're supposed to, the people at the bottom of the list are going to get laid off? 
Well, let me, say, let me let me stupid stupid. Let me let me tell you. <laughs> let me answer your own question because it's probably a question for yourself. Uh, you got to come to work. It doesn't matter. They got to go by the language, by the fucking language. They are so scared of that layoff I, I language. I come to work every day. Okay, sir. very good. I'm happy for you. I'm glad that you contributed to the pension. I'm really, really happy for you. Every, uh, every to, day. Please continue to but, do it, Carl. But the, hey, the company. Hey, at, least, at least Hector's glad for someone. Yes. Okay. Yes. Happy yes. I am glad for someone. And I'm honored that it's me. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to the next one. And this is the best. I mean, let's be serious. And I'm just going to say this outright. Trusting management. <laughs> Stupid! I mean, what are you serious? You? They are not your friends. You got to be, oh my God. Stupid! Do not trust them. They are not trustworthy people. I don't think there's anybody listening to this show that thinks there's a person in management that they can trust. I mean... You have to be stupid. Mm -hmm. What is wrong with you? What's wrong with all of you? It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. Exactly. You Does don't trust. Else? Go ahead. I don't know. By I don't know anyone trusts any management people. They are such a bullshit liars. They will fucking use you to their advantage. They will tell you that they fucking they'll name their kid after you just to get the trust from you, <laughs> uh, and that's they they they're not trustworthy. They all a bunch of liars. That's they go to school to lie your ass and to not listen. If they had a choice between you and their job, guess what? They're choosing their job before no. you. You will be out of a job and you'll be so butthurt that he's like, I trusted him. You you trust him, your ass is going to be out in the street with no fucking job while he still have a job. So don't trust any management of what they tell you. That's, that's what it comes down to, Hector. And you could, Mother Teresa could become what a supervisor of UPS and when it comes to push comes to shove, Mother <laughs> Teresa is going to save her job. Exactly. What is wrong you could be the you? nicest person in the world. When it's time for your job or their job, they're going to keep their job. I don't, under, I don't understand by going out to a, having a beer, you think that you are, you, you're you getting the trusty, uh, that he's going to save your job. But let me tell you something. When your job is on the line and he has to fucking terminate you, you're going to you're gonna be so butthurt that you thought that he was your friend. He is not your friend. There's a T-shirt out there. I think Carl, somebody has it. That management is not your friend, no matter what it is. Even if they are not. Listen, even if you were a package car with you're a package car driver with him and he went into the dark side and you said, Nah, I got it, I got him, he's cool with me. I can get away with a lot of shit. You're all fucking wrong. You he'd be the first one out of all the fucking lunches and all the phone calls you guys had together during that package division, you know, driving job that you guys were cool. Yo, y'all was talking bad about management together. Once he becomes a manager. God damn, that shit is over with. You will be fired by that motherfucker that talks shit yeah, with you. The first person who's going to take advantage of you is the one who's your buddy. Exactly. Yeah. Because he what knows all the things that you, you do wrong. Exactly. They know what you do he, wrong. knows that you think you're going to trust him. And he wants to get promoted. He wants to go from an on-car to a center manager. So what is the better is to do to, to tell them you the one who's doing all these bad shits when you guys were friends as package drivers? It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. Go ahead, Carl. Another question from Carl. I don't understand why uh, Greg and Dean don't have to raise their hand to speak, but I I'll address that later. Um, I said this a while ago. I think the problem is that 
when a, a driver gets hired, the the supervisor that that trains them becomes their only their only friend. Like. I just muted him for saying some stupid shit like that, but whatever. Now he has to, he, now he's muted. See, because Carl, you got to understand, I have control of the show, so I can mute you, not mute you. No, I, make I know you, you do, Hector. and make you raise your hand, and you know all that shit. You were raising your hand before uh, Dean and Greg. You don't have to raise your hand anymore, but it's fun to say Carl has another question. But whatever, you don't want to raise your hand. You don't have. You could break. You could talk no, whenever that's you why want. I'm playing along. I'm play, no, I'm you can play. Along. You could. You could talk whenever you want. You were raising your hand before Dean and Greg got it on. So you want to make it a fucking problem? I'll make you a problem. I'll just mute your fucking ass. There you go. He's muted. Next. Okay. So I believe that was the end of it. Don't trust management. They are not your friends. Do not believe a word they say. Everything. Well, what? What? What's the? What? What do they say? Um, when their lips are moving, they're lying. There you yeah. go. That's. What, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you, Greg. When their lips are moving, they are lying. So if you're trusting management, that's just stupid. So again, what is wrong that, with you? That was the stupidity list. I had a lot of fun with that. I think we're gonna have a new stupidity. Um, you know, list. One of the. Yeah, I think there's, we're gonna do this like every week. There's 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 stupid is stupid stuff going on. I mean, that's basically what's going on now, uh, with the dishonesty and you know the honest mistakes. Because there is honest mistakes. Uh, you make it a dishonesty uh, mistake when you be dishonest for honest mistake. An honest mistake is easy to deal with when you're telling the truth. If it becomes a dishonesty when you're trying to railroad to another another direction so they could think oh I, I didn't do it so that becomes a dishonesty they would say you can go in a good intention of going into the office and being honest and it turns into be a dishonest um uh dishonest thing so you have to be very careful when you go into that office because like i always tell the guys they are going to ask you questions that they already have the answers for they just want you because they don't have enough on you they just want you to lie so they can grab that dishonesty, what you're saying, and then just terminate you from that point because they don't have enough to get you. Carl, you don't have to raise your hand. Just talk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. I don't know what else, how else to tell you, man. Go ahead, Carl. If you see a member, uh, a, a newer member, pulled in the office by themselves with, you know, by a supervisor or a manager... And it's you. You know that person doesn't know any better. Can any member just run in the office as a representative, or do you have to go find a steward? Or no, alternate? no. You have to. If the steward is there, or the or if the steward is not there, the alternate will will represent him. Uh, you. No one should be because you have this high seniority or anything. Be representing a member. Only if those two guys are not there and then you have a high seniority guy there that, you know, could go there to be the witness of whatever they're talking about. First of all, that guy shouldn't even go in the office without a shop steward present because whatever is going to lead to an investigation or dis or discipline, it should be a union representative there in Article 4. Um, I suggest that no one goes in and you have the right. If you feel that you're going to be investigated or it's going to be a disciplined action, don't talk to management without a shop steward present. You have the right to stop the conversation and say, I want a shop steward present. If a, the shop steward is not there or, or the alternate is not there, then they will get a high seniority guy to, to be there just to witness to what they got to say. 
Just, just to clarify that, Hector, if, if anybody who's not at UPS is listening, uh, in general, it's up to the member to ask for a steward. Now, in our contract, we have the protection that any of those conversations, the company has to have the steward present for discipline and everything else. But that's not standard across the board, you know, uh, in, in, in union contracts. In general, in a union contract, it's up to the member to ask for their steward. But in our contract, we have language that protects us that even if we don't, they can't do any disciplinary like that unless we sign a waiver waiving the right to a steward. So we have stronger protections than, than most teachers have in their contract. That's correct. So in our in our contract, does that mean that, that anything said to management without the presence of a steward gets thrown out essentially? It wouldn't. It wouldn't hold if that's the basis right. for their discipline. It wouldn't hold up. It wouldn't hold whatever. Unless the member signs a waiver, they have to have a, a steward in in the office with, or during gotcha. part of the conversation. We have a uh, interesting question. And it doesn't have to. Uh, Jones says that it doesn't have to be in the contrary because the Weingarten rights also. But in, in Weingarten, you the, the member has to ask for the representative. That's correct. We do not have to ask. UPS cannot pull you aside and have a conversation with you and discipline you. It, regardless whether whether you ask for it or not they have to make sure there's a steward there not everybody has that wine garden just says you have the right but you have to ask for it right in our the contract, member you don't have to ask for it right the, the member, member has to ask for it. the in member our contract the company can't discipline without the steward being there that's correct so uh we have an interesting question from our brother matthew lockwood big shout out to matthew lockwood it's because of him that we were able to use the firehouse out in West Islip to do our breakfast club meeting today. So thank you for that, Matt. Um, he says, what about the supervisor that turns into a union member? A supervisor that turns into a union member? Oh, right. we have a lot of those. Like as, right. I, I mean, honestly, in my experience with them, they've actually just joined our side because they realized that we were where it was at. I mean, we, we, and they seem to be, most of them have seemed to be pretty trustworthy, in my opinion. I haven't had any that came to our side and became scumbags is all I'm saying. Like they leave us and become scumbags when they become management, but the ones that leave management to come to our side, they're pretty awesome. Also, yeah, but you have, you have a lot of those that did do that and they, uh, they still snitches. They still snitches. Oh yeah. Fucking snitches. Oh yeah. They still, they still, uh, they think that they, they have that, that management mentality. They are union guys because they came, they came from a union, you know, from shoes, uh, shops. I mean, they came as supervisors, and now they became union guys, and they still act like 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 they management. They they cool with management. They fucking tell on people. They still do the same shit. I mean, and we can't. I've do anything never met about one it. like that. Oh, uh, thank God. There's thank out God. there. They're out there like that. Believe I believe me. it. I believe I, it. I I've been dealing with uh, some guys that were all management and became union guys, and they rah rah union, but they really. Uh, fucking sticking it up some union ass. I had I had that guy and, and, and you know oh. about, about the yeah, the, yeah, steel, gotcha. the stolen hat. Yeah. You know, right away, you know, winter management, you know, that's 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 we have those guys out there. Yeah. Um I yeah Stupid Stupid Anyway, um big shout out to uh new shop steward, Gonzalo Cousin. He ran for shop steward on the preload. And he was able to get it. So big shout out to him. Um, Jamie, I think there's another shop steward. No, no, no. Gonzalo Cousin. His last name is Cousin. Oh. It's my cousin from another cousin. 
Um, it's about time he won against that guy. That guy was a horrible shop steward that he just wasn't there at all for the membership. And uh, thank God he's, he's uh, your cousin won. Oh, cousin. And, big, and big shout out to Dave Henry. Who's a third... What's that? That's that's Jamie. Big shout out to Dave Henry, who's thir- a 32-year-old retiree who joined the uh, voluntary fire department. And he's the one that actually Matthew Lockwood went through to let us borrow the space today. So shout out to Mr. Henry also. Did Lockwood wear his shirt? No, I haven't seen. You know what, Lockwood? Take a picture of it. He let did. Me see it. It's on Facebook. Oh, it's on there? Okay, yeah, Ma- that's it. Matthew Lockwood, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I sent him a shirt. Awesome. Um, Jamie, who's the shop steward of Foster Village who won? Was it Terrence? Terrence Crawford. Terrence Crawford, yes. Another one beat out a shop steward who's been there for quite some time. This shop steward uh, um, had never lost an election. Uh, he, he kept winning them. And I was like, wow, this, you know, he must be doing something. There's right a couple of, there's a couple of shop. There was a couple of shop stewards uh, elections uh, in Brush. You had a, a, a shop steward election. Alani Rice Rudo, uh, congratulations. He beat out the guy uh, 65 to 1. Uh, they also had another 65, 65 to, to 1. one. Yeah. That and, certainly uh, leaves a statement. Hey. Yeah, and, the, and the one wasn't even him voting for himself. Yes, it was. It was actually. So uh, they also had another shop steward election in uh, 43rd Street, and I believe the uh, – I forgot the total was. Um, I think it was 52 to 23. Um, congratulations to – I had it in my hand who it was. But anyway, keep going. That's the one for the clerk? Uh, no, I believe it was a driver's uh, shop store election in 43rd Street. Let me get the 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 who and what and whatever. Good keep going. Who's this keep and what's this? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And uh, real quick, a reminder. We are having our softball tournament, our local 804 softball tournament. It's going to be a picnic for the day for the family. There is going to be, you know, games and stuff for the kids, bounty house, bouncy houses, we're going to have the usual, a softball tournament. They rented out and they were able to get four fields, I believe, in Eisenhower Park. Um, we're going to have food, refreshments, you know, obviously everything except for the alcohol. Um, <laughs> drink responsibly, folks, so, please. Was there a champion for 804 last year? No, because of the pandemic. So who won the softball tournament last year? Uh, the original tournament, when we had the original it was the, the original war- was the feeder department. Yes, yes, war- yes Dean, that's what you're getting to. Oh, oh, so the 804 champions was the but feeder they won't department be, last they year. Won't, they won't last year. Yeah, but they got beat after that. They were beaten, and then no. the new I just, ones. I didn't no, know no, heck no, no. refused to recognize. See, everybody's it. getting it confused. The the, the 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 last tournament that happened was a fundraising tournament for right. the so IBT. Who were the champions for that one? So the champions <laughs> for that one was. Who was the Union it? Uniondale? Oh, Uniondale. Yeah, Nassau. Nassau. So they're the so they're the eight now for the annual right for the annual trophy of the, the champ. The it's gonna be this. They still are the feeder department, and whoever wins this tournament now will take that trophy because feeder don't have a team this year. So whoever wins the tournament now will get that trophy. Uh, the name on their trophy. 
Okay. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Anthony Napoli from Melville Preload, who won by a landslide. Thank you, Mr. Lockett, for letting us also, know. Also, Twitten Bernard won also on Lawson. Bernoit. Right? Did I say it right? Against uh, uh, Ramos. Uh, the, the election was... Fuck, I just had it. You fucked me up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It was, uh, I think it was 34 to 13. I believe that that was the, that was the, whatever. He won, and, and congratulations to, for him winning the election. Uh, and that's it. That's it for the elections in 804. Oh, there's another election. I think it's a re-election. I don't know. In 43rd Street, but we'll see. Anyway, uh, uh, Easy Does It says Lenox Center, oh, heck, 43rd uh, Street. Uh, Rudy Ru Beloit. Yeah, Rudy Beloit was the winner uh, in the Lenox Center against uh, Victor Rivera. Victor Rivera ran against me. Yeah? Yeah, he ran back against then? me. Yeah. Wait, wait, way back when? It was 68 to 7. Ooh, he came yeah. up to lucky number seven. Well, he's getting he's, getting, very he's getting closer to the to the to that to to the, being a shop steward. So, you know, he he went to Forty Third Street and now he's uh, running over there. Good, <laughs> good luck, good luck for everyone luck, that's uh, running for shop steward. I'm sure you're doing it for the right reason. It's because you want to represent the members. You don't want to. It's not a it's not a, a job a title that you know you get it and shit just don't happen your way. You know, if you become a shop steward, you're doing it for the right reason because you want to represent the members. You want to read that contract book. You want to keep the members informed of what's going on, going to union meetings, going to shop steward meetings, and keeping your members informed. Even though they don't go to those meetings, that you're the one that's going to the meetings and informing what's going on in the union to uh, help them out in any which way that could benefit that the uh, information that you're giving them as far as health care or whatever the case may be. That's why a shop steward runs for being a shop steward, not for the benefits because there is no benefits. Uh, well, in Local 804, you get $2. Man, that's the benefits. That, but don't do it for the money. Do it because you care and you uh, want to uh, um, teach the new young guys about union and, and keep them informed. And there's no benefits to it. If you don't scan a package as a shop steward, you will be brought into the office with your alternate, and you'll be rec you'll be disciplined the same way a regular member. So there's no benefits whatsoever. So you got to do the job exactly the way you do the job. And just because you're a shop steward doesn't mean you're going to get away with it. They will bring you in the office. If you don't come into work, you're absent, you're late, is the same thing. You're going to be treated the same thing as a member, the member that you represent in that office. So it's no benefits whatsoever. The only benefit is that you are a true Teamster and you want to uh, help out a Teamster member as a shop steward. That's right. And let's not forget that not hey, every I, I local... Um, Hold on. We just got to let everybody know that not every local has elections. There are some locals where the stewards are appointed. So just to make sure that we're clear on that, in 804, we do have elections. That's why we talk about the, the, the elections that are happening for our shop stewards. But in other locals, a lot of times they're appointed by the executive board. Go ahead, and when a, wait, wait a minute. And when a shop steward tells you something or, or trying to explain to you what are the rights and what are the wrongs, he's not doing it because he's management. He's doing it 
to protect you, to tell you your rights, right. and to, to tell you that you're doing something wrong. He's not telling you because he's part of management. He's telling right. you because he's trying to prevent you from getting to that point that you go into the office. I had a lot of guys go to the shop store and says, you know, you're talking to me like your management. No, he's talking to you as a member, as a brother, as a sister. He's talking to you to prevent you from going into that office and making that mistake. That's all he's doing. He's doing his job exactly. as a shop steward. Or she. Go ahead, Jamie. Oh, no, I, I wanted to um, speak about loyalty because it seems like we have a lot of alternates that are loyal to shop steward, head shop steward, that they feel are not doing the job. Are you, would you be, are you considered disloyal if you are alternate and you run against the head shop steward, is that disloyalty if they're not doing their job? It's not disloyalty because if you feel as an alternate... Disloyalty. Yeah. What? <laughs> That's what you said. It's not like you said disloyalty. I've, I've become used sorry. to the just, language being murdered. I'm murder sorry. I'm sure. sorry. Need the translator out. I Listen. My fucking English is not better good looking, so fuck you. Yeah, Dean. we know. You, you we understand know. that, we right? Know. You understand. We still love you. Wait, wait. Yeah. Do you understand? Fuck you, Dean. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Do you understand? Fuck you, Rosario. I believe I do. Okay. Sounds very do you clear, understand, actually. Greg? Greg, you say nothing. I can't say nothing. Oh, no, no, I'm <laughs> No, I'm <blame> not. <laughs> so, if, you, if it's not disloyal, if you're not, you're not, you're not, because you're running for the right reason. If you feel that your shop steward is not doing the right thing for the membership, I'm sure as an alternate, you're going to go up to the, the shop steward and say, listen, this is what's going on. I think I could do a better job doing this, 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 this way. Either he says, A, take the throne, or A, B, he says he's going to tell you, then if you don't like what I'm doing, run against me. It's nothing wrong with that because you're doing it for the right reason. You're doing it for the members, okay? So if you feel if you want to run against the shop steward, then let it be. Then run against him because you're doing it for the right reason. Okay, it, it is what it is, and he's got to understand that. Let and let the be. members choose that because you you're not going to make that choice. The members are going to make that choice. The members are going to uh, uh, either elect you or elect him. Let the members make that choice. And if the steward's got a problem with that, they shouldn't be a steward in the first place. Exactly. He shouldn't have a problem. He with or that. she. Right. He yeah, shouldn't please, have. A please run and kick me out, please. Hey, I'd like to clarify a couple of things. Carl had asked, why do we have to sign up for the 9-5 list, which does not apply to feeder drivers? It's on page 140 of the contract, Carl. It's under the Article 37. And that's why they came up with that horrible language and the way to handle 9-5 is beyond me. It, that happened after I came into feeder, so I've never, I've never dealt with that language. I've just heard the complaints about it from other package drivers through the years. And then what uh, Greg referenced about uh, the, the union, we have, we have it requested to have union representation when an employee is um, being disciplined for anything or could be disciplined, could be interviewed to be disciplined. And that's on page 14 of the contract on uh, article four. And uh, it just basically says, when requested, when yeah, I can't even talk now. When requested by the union or the employee, there shall be a steward present whenever the employer meets with an employee concerning grievance, grievances or discipline, 
are investigatory interviews. And that's the crucial line there that Greg's referencing is when request, when requested by the union. And so our local has it automatically requested to the company, there shall be a steward present anytime there's anything that could be disciplined with an employee. So even, even if the employee says, I don't need a member, they have to sign, like what you said, sign a waiver. Paper, the waiver. So, yep. um, yeah. So a lot of, sometimes you got members that don't like, you know, they think they can just handle everything by themselves and they'll say, I don't need a, you know, and so, but that's, that's why the union says that already. We want right. a steward there present, anything that could be disciplined. But they so, never get them to sign that waiver. And that's the, and, manage, and, and management oh, and LP. Okay, where, where's the waiver? What waiver? Exactly. So I don't care if they want one or not until they yeah. sign that waiver, they have a right to one. And, yeah. and, and management and LP, they always have this line saying, you know, listen, I'm just going to talk to you about something. It really is not going to get, I don't want to get the union involved. I just want to ask you something about this package right there. As soon as you hear that, you should stop the fucking conversation right there and says, I want to shop steward president because even though it sounds like a friendly uh, way they come into you because that's the way they are, they, they do it in a friendly way. That information that they get from you without a shop steward president, is going to be used against you later on they're going to investigate it more they're going to say that they got this from you and then when you go into that office and they say remember you said this to me you shouldn't be talking to any lp loss prevention uh personnel or any management for no reason that you think mm -hmm. that it's going to be a a disciplined action in the future you should talk to them without a shop steward present you have the right to say Stop what you're saying. I would like to have a shop steward present. And if they can't provide you with a shop steward, then you don't need to talk to them. You can walk the fuck away from them and just wait till your shop steward is present. So you have that right. It's the same thing as you're breaking the law. When a police officer tells you you have a right to an attorney, you want to give up that right. You have the right to say, I don't want to talk to you and plead the fifth until... My attorney is present. It's the same thing in, in the outside world. It's the same thing inside in the in the company. They have you have the right to say I don't want to talk to you without my attorney or without my shop steward present. That is correct. And also for somebody else, because they the LP is notorious for yes. coming after someone, asking them a couple of questions, and then saying, "Oh well, do you have any idea who might have done this? Or exactly. Who do, you, who do you think that would be if we had to guess who was stealing cell phones or whatever?" And they'll exactly. use you as a piece of their investigation. So don't think that you're, even if they're not talking about you, you're having some casual conversation because you're not. Exactly. And they will say, you know, you, come on, man. You don't need your shot. You know, you know, he's a fucking asshole. You know, that shop's through that. If, if we get him involved, it's just going to get stupid. It's just between me and you. Fuck it. If It's not between me and you. I, I tell you, don't trust management. Don't trust management. You know, they you just don't just call, get your rights right. Call shop steward present. Let it be a witness there, your shop steward, to whatever he has to ask you before it becomes a major problem. Absolutely. Are you allowed to ask for a separate steward that may not be your chief steward? No, you're not allowed to. If your shop steward is present, if your shop steward is present, the one that represent you is present, he should be representing you. If he doesn't want the shop steward, then he can go to the alternate. If he don't want the alternate, then he can get uh, uh, another uh, shop steward. But we don't want to do that. We want the shop steward that 
deals with you every day deal with your problems right there and then. And if you don't want a shop steward at all, then you need to put that waiver. The shop steward's got to be there to witness that waiver that you you don't want representative. Once that waiver is signed, that shop steward leaves the office. You're on your fucking own with management. And whatever happens there, the union can't do anything about it because you put in that waiver. I had that incident here in uh, in I'm not going to say what center, but the, the the member wanted to talk to management. He wanted to talk to management. He wanted to talk to the manager and the supervisor. And the shop steward, he said he don't want the shop steward in there. So I make sure that the shop steward had a waiver ready for him. To, so the, the member, the manager told the member, I can't talk to you without, a, without you signing this waiver. The guy signed the waiver. Now, all his rights are gone now. Now, whatever happens in that office, it happens. So if the manager want to fire you and you don't have, you you sign that waiver, that's what the manager going to do. He's going to fire you and union cannot represent you. So you got to be careful about signing that waiver, even though you're pissed off at the union. You got to make sure that when you go in that, in, in that office and you're going in for discipline with a, with a manager, and you sign that off on that waiver, you're, you're, they could do whatever the fuck they want to you. They could serve. They could tell you you're going to serve a five day suspension. And that's what you're going to be serving a five day suspension. So Hector, if you're essentially putting in the waiver, what would you call that? Stupid! Stupid! Wait, wait, wait! I had to get that one out there. I'm just Dean, loving the whole. Dean, stupid you had something thing. to say about what I was saying? Are you going to disagree of what? I'm saying. Oh. I had something to add to that. Go ahead. Yeah. The, the, the company does, the company does it's not. It's always get a pleasure to, to hear from you. I know you love it, Hector. <laughs> you can't fool me. The company does not get to choose the steward. They will try to do that exactly. quite often, especially if they have somebody you know that they like to work with. They don't company. get to say, "Oh, we're going to take that guy," unless company it's some steward. kind of major holdup where you know you're a driver and you're out on the road or something, and there's an alternate present or something like that. But in general. They don't get to say, oh, we'd like that steward, please. Exactly. I'm going to get that company steward down down over there by right. Prelo that I had a, a beer with. I, that's the guy that's going to give me what I want. I'm going to, yo, they don't get to choose the steward. You get to choose the steward. Okay. Now, now, Hector, if you give, if, if somebody is crazy enough to give up their right for a steward. I had a guy that did that, that. Is that just for that that discipline or is that for any anything else in the future? It, listen, he has to for that situation. If he signed off on the steward that that time, it's going to be for that situation he's in now. The next time okay. he gets pulled into the office again, the steward will do the same thing. Either you want to represent, you want me to represent you, or you got to sign over the waiver for a new uh, for a new meeting. So he has to sign it every time he goes in there, just to say that he don't want represent. You know, if he's getting disciplined. The management can do whatever they want when he signed off that paper. Once that sign, that paper That's is signed, true. the steward walks out of the office. Don't look back. That's it. Stupid. Stupid. It's very stupid. stupid. If you're paying union dues to get represented, why you give up your fucking rights? Doesn't I know why. Because you're stupid. You stupid. You fucking stupid. How the fuck you stupid? <laughs> eh? <laughs> we're gonna, we're so gonna get fired. Hey, from hey, this oh, Facebook. hey, Facebook is gonna kick us hey, out. Hey, oh, you're gonna get fucking fired, you stupid motherfucker. <laughs> hey. uh, real quick announcement. Just uh, well, we're also doing the base of uh, the baseball, uh, the Mets game. As you know, our executive board tickets has are flying. Three hundred tickets. Thirty-three dollars. Right? So, 
Yep, $33 each ticket. Uh, the event is on August 7th. It's a 1.40 p.m. game. And guess who we're playing against? You're playing against the Braves. That's correct, Atlanta. Okay, so you uh, can you can email Raul Molestina. You can go to the TeamsterLocal804.org, and you can look for Raul's, because I'm not going to spell out the whole fucking name. Isn't it a little strange, name. though, Hector? New York versus Atlanta. Get it? I don't know what's, what's, what's strange about that. What's in Atlanta? What's in Atlanta, Hector? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, any I'm any company, company headquarters in Atlanta? What's, what's the company headquarters? Where oh. are they? Hector? <laughs> smart Hub. That's why he doesn't know it's there. I wasn't no because I wasn't thinking about the company, uh, Dean, like you do. Okay. Uh, okay, because you fucking ass kisser for the company. Whatever. Anyway, oh, wow. <laughs> you know the address to Atlanta? Not Dean. Not Dean. Uh, the Lake Parkway. I don't know. I don't know the address. So I really don't give a fuck about the company l- living in Atlanta. But anyway, Glen Lake Parkway. It's on your taxes every year. But the way the way the Glen Lake Parkway is three hundred <laughs> tickets that we bought that we are selling at thirty three dollars. Raul Molestina is in charge of that. What else he's in charge? He's, in, he's got this guy got a lot of hats now in, in local eight hundred four. That's for the good New York team. Yeah, That's for, for the, the Mets. For the eh, the semi ochre one, the Mets. You know, some you know, team. everyone's thinking, oh, the Yankee, oh, why you didn't get Yankee games? Listen, and, it's cheaper and, at the Mets, and plus <laughs> it's just not we're not buying it because of the Mets. We're buying it just to get the guys together at a, at right. the ballpark and have a good time, have and a couple of about, beers. You it's know. about the camaraderie, guys. Yeah, the exactly. camaraderie. What, what city what city did the Braves originally pay, play in? Oh, why are we asking questions about Were they from Boston? Boston. Boston, Boston Braves. And they went to Milwaukee, Braves. then to Atlanta. They were called the Boston Bean Eaters at one time. Yeah. Really? The Boston Bean Eaters. I'm happy. Boston Bean Eaters. So little, uh little baseball lesson for all of us, Hector. That's it. Oh, I can thank go you. On for hours. <laughs> I, uh, listen, I, I, the I'm game sorry. is August seventh uh-huh. at one forty PM against the Atlanta Braves. Okay. And so, how do they get the tickets? Uh, call the hall. Go through Raul no, Molestina. Uh, Raul Molestina. Talk to your shop stewards. Talk to so your all, Jesus Christ, can I fucking finish the fucking thing? You guys you asked me. It. You said how. Yeah, but I'm so saying. All right, so now I'm saying to the right way. Tony, to raise your hand. <laughs> I raised my. You're number one on my book. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, you fucking loser. Anyway, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh Raul Molestina has these e-tickets. So when you pay when you send the money to uh, e- uh Raul Molestina at the hall, he sends you the e-ticket through your email. He's going to need your email and the tickets will go through the email. There's no more live tickets anymore. They just all email now. So if you want to look for Raul's email address, you can go to teamsterlocal804.org. Look for the leadership, and then you go down to Raul. You'll see his email there. You can email the money to him. I don't know how he's getting the, the money, and then he emails you I the I believe tickets. through, like, Venmo, yeah. Cash App, Zelle. He, he, he did. I got to send him mm-hmm. for my tickets. I'm bringing Or you can talk to your, your BA at your building, and he can yeah. get you the information to get tickets. I believe sure. they're down. I mean, I think they already sold 200 tickets. Yeah. So if you if you're looking to have tickets, we're right over make over, it quick over the yeah. home plate. We're gonna be in section uh, five ten and five eleven. I mean, in in city field, that's not it's not considered uh, nosebleed seats, but it's up there. But you're right over the home plate, and like I said, it's it's not about 
the where you're sitting or what who's playing is about hanging out with your brothers and sisters at a ballpark and having a good time. That's right. Having a hot dog mm-hmm. and a beer. Um also Hector, are you going? I'm I'm just gonna be there. I'm not gonna be there that day. What? I'm not. What? I'm what? on I'm on vacation and I'm gonna be in Florida that weekend. <laughs> that week actually. Stupid <laughs> anyway, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm really. <laughs> I, I rather I'll, I'll listen. I, know you're gonna, listen I, I love you guys, but I'd rather hang out with my kids and my grandkids that day. Aww, so that's awesome. <laughs> All right, and also the cookout, one. the cookout that we're having—it's gonna be the cookout and softball tournament at Eisenhower Park. Kids activities, food, music. That will be on August 28th. So save those dates, all right? August 7th and August 28th. August 28th, I'll be there because it's going to be a great day. We have four softball fields. One is uh, artificial turf. We're going to have barbecue. We're going to have jumping jumping uh, houses for the kids. Bouncy, uh, bouncy houses. We're going to have a clown. We're going to have a panther running around. Really? I don't know. Are you doing a show? We're going to have a lot of activities for the kids, so bring your, your kids. It's going to be a fun day. Uh, last time we had about 900 members that came to the uh, annual picnic. Uh, hopefully we get a lot more. We're going to have a lot of food, a lot of jumping houses. There's a uh, miniature golf uh, there, a batting cage for the kids if you want. And we're going to have a live what the heck show. No, the live what the heck show won't be there because I'll be busy running back and forth. It's not going to happen that day. I'm sorry. That would be pretty cool. It'll be pretty cool, but it's just not going to happen. Yeah, we're going to be doing too much shit. Yeah, I'm going to be running around getting scores and seeing who's what. I'm actually going to, they asked me to pitch for them. Uh, Again? Yeah. You were pretty good last time. Except yeah. when you fell. They sucked me <laughs> in. I, I, they, I, I try to, to get out of it by saying, because they say that we're going to have new uniforms. I say, well, I don't have money to pay for you. They're like, don't worry. We're paying for your uniform. You want? We want you to pitch. So I guess I got to pitch that day. So uh, We got a member that says, what's uh, your all's opinion on holding grievances and letting your steward use as leverage? That's our brother Fat Two Two. I don't like I don't like holding any grievances over someone's head. I would like if you're gonna write the grievance, put it out there, let it have no holding grievances. To to it's it's like horse trading. Horse trading. It's it's definitely horse trading. If you hold it, is a bad idea. It's not gonna it's not gonna benefit you. Put out the grievance. Don't hold it. Don't hold it for you know to help. No, just put the grievance in. If you're gonna put the grievance in. I don't suggest that you hold it for leverage. Yeah, if there's a violation and you put in the grievance, you just put in the grievance. That's it. You're here to police the contract. That's your job as a member. That's and your any, job as a and steward. And any steward so. that does that is is consider a company stupid, stupid steward. Stupid. It's, you know, <laughs> and it benefits for them. You know, some some steward holds grievances to benefit them. You know, and that's not cool. You, you, no, put out all the grievance. Don't hold it for leverage. It's it's no leverage there anyway. You can't do that because once once the company realizes that you're willing to do that, every time you have a stack of supervisor working grievances, they're gonna fire three people. So they use swap one. This, for uh, this guy says that that's what they got there. And that's bullshit. I you know, let me tell you something. If you put in a grievance with a shop store, make a copy of that grievance, okay? And if that grievance don't be answered at a certain time by management which they have 24 hours to answer a grievance. 
you take that grievance. You also have Joint Council 16. You have the president of the go to uh, your president and tell him that you put in the grievance and it was never answered within 24 hours. Never have a shop steward hold a grievance for you. This is your job also as a grievance. You know, keep on top of it. Make a copy of it. Just don't give the grievance to a shop steward and says it's going to be taken care of. Always make copies of your shop, of your grievance that you have and make sure you hold the shop steward to it. Where is where's the answer to this grievance? Go to him. Ask him. If you're not getting an answer from your shop steward that this grievance is not being answered because the manager has 24 hours to answer that grievance to the shop steward. Once the shop steward gets the grievance, he takes it to the BA. The BA then sends it to labor, and they got an answer to it. So if you don't get an answer from a, make sure you question the shop steward. Where is this grievance, this copy of this grievance that I gave you? Why it hasn't been answered in 24 hours? Always keep put the pressure on that shop steward that's holding that grievance because that's the only way. Because if he let it go and it don't get answered within a certain amount of time, 10 days or whatever the case may be, that, that grievance is going to be no good. And he's. Uh, that's when you see that a uh, chapstu is holding that grievance for leverage for himself. So, right. Jose, you got a question? I see you got your hand up. You don't have Jose, to raise you your hand. Go ahead, uh, brother. Buenas tardes a todos. Uh, good afternoon. Regarding the, regarding the twenty four that uh, Hector just talked about meeting on grievance is that's not national, correct? That's on for your supplement. What? What's for? Because I supplement? I still have grievances from October. That I I haven't met on in even if I drop a failure to meet grievance, which it I think it's in the dean could probably uh, correct me. I think it's in the western region failure to meet. Uh, they're supposed to meet in a timely manner. I mean, these guys just postpone grievances till like you know. What what, what when, when you're saying when you're saying like on the it. low level or you're saying it on the BA at a local level? At, a, at the local level at, at, at the, the local B, level. at the BA's level. Correct. No, because first out here we have in the West we we I'm the steward, the grievant, and management are supposed to meet. So if if nothing gets resolved there, it gets bumped up to labor and the BA. Oh wow, we don't do that procedure here. The procedure is that the shop steward puts in a grievance to for the grievance. The manager, the center manager, has 24 hours to answer the grievance, either deny or accept or whatever the case may be, or write his his little love story saying that, that they didn't violate the contract. Once that grievance gets pushed back to the uh, shop steward, the the shop steward gives it to the BA. We submit it to labor to have a sit down with labor to discuss this this grievance that was denied or accepted or whatever the case may be. And then once it gets denied from labor, it, we push it to arbitration, meaning we file it for arbitration, stating that that the company did denied all the pr the procedures, and we think that this is a good grievance, so we put it into. We have ten days from the day we met with the uh, labor to file it. Once we file into the arbitration, we get a case number, and then it goes into the national arbitration. That's how the procedure goes. Okay, thank you. Hey, Anthony, you yeah. didn't speak about the, um, the barbecue. I was talking about barbecue. Yeah, I was talking about that next. Jamie, I gotta, you know, fit them in between conversations. Um, and the next one is the barbecue at Forster Avenue on July 9th. We are taking donations, food donations, money donations, whatever it is you want to contribute to the barbecue please um, contact the 
uh, safety committee co-chair, Angelique Dawkins, and some of her team. She started our first local 804 women's committee alongside Shelly, uh, a lot of other our, of our female uh, committee members, um, you know, like uh, Kioma and, um, um, you know, well, I can't even remember all their names, but there is a large uh, women's committee now. They're, 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 they've been moving forward, having their own committee meetings, doing a great job. Um, and they're helping us with this barbecue. They're putting together our four, our Foster Avenue barbecue. It's usually pretty big, lots of food. Um, so, you know, if you can, just at $15, I'll get you, you know, some food, something to drink, sit around, talk with your, uh, again, it's about the camaraderie, us bringing each other together. It, it, you know, listen, the family that eats together stays together. Aside from your family, where you have your wife and your children or however your family is, um, you also have an obligation to your union family, you know, and we know your family comes first always, first and foremost, it's about your family, but don't forget about your obligations to your union family and coming through and showing support and having that, you know, togetherness, that you, that unity that we're all striving for. Um, we've been trying really hard at Local Little Four to make that stronger in every building, and uh, we will continue to do so, whether it be a barbecue, a Mets game, a softball picnic for the families and children, you know, everybody has to get involved. We want everyone getting involved, whether you're a part-timer or a full-timer. So please come out and show support to these events. They're very important. And, um, you know, thank you for your participation. Um, is there anything else that we need to touch on? It's 7.45. We've still got 15 minutes. Anything? We got a lot to touch on. Yeah, what do you got? What do you got? We got, first of all, talk about your curl, your hair. It sucks today. It's like flat. <laughs> Dean is wearing a hat that says what? California. Oh shit. California Truck Driving Championship. He's, he's bald. Did you ever win the California Truck Driving Championship? Is that why you have that hat? Because you're a champion? I think Jose got another question. <laughs> Jose, you don't have to rage, just talk. Yeah, Jose, what you got, Papi? Dímelo, señor. Oh, Dispensa. Sorry, I I I, uh, I forgot to lower my hand. <laughs> I oh, apologize okay. on no, that you're one. You're good, Jose. You're good. Hey, I'd, I'd like to say a couple of things about that. Sure. So, but first of all, can we recognize, because it happened right after your guys' last show a couple weeks ago, driver out of your local, Herbie Castro, passed away on the clock. Um, I, talked with, I talked with one of his friends back there. Uh, apparently, he was driving what we call to bobtail um from what i heard i that whether or not that's true or not but he was on the phone with another friend and said hey i gotta go i can't breathe and he thankfully he pulled over i don't think he was in an accident or anything but he he passed away right there on the bridge um george washington bridge is what i heard i don't i know that means something to you guys that doesn't yeah. mean anything to me the gw so. The GW. So uh, his name was Herbie Castro. Yeah. Uh, we really sad news, but it sounds like he did the right thing and protected people and pulled over and stopped before it turned into something much more deadly. That is correct. Nobody, nobody was hurt in the incident. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you pretty much got all the proper details. Um, and again, you know, <laughs> our hearts and our prayers go out to the Castro family. Um, it was it was pretty, you know, it, it's, it's always tough when people are taken from you in a surprising matter, you know, um, and it was very sad. And, uh, you know, I mean, 
what else can we say? He was a good dude. He was loved by many. And uh, thank you for bringing that up, Dean. We appreciate you, brother. You know, one of our feeder brothers. Yep. Yeah. So, and then on the truck rodeo thing, we've had we've had several states. We've had 17 states, I think, so far have had their competitions. So far, around 49 UPS people have participated in the competitions. And of those, uh, 10 of them are going on to nationals. And a couple things on that. You know, the next few weeks, we've got quite a few states coming up in the next few weeks. Your guys is in New York is in a city called Syracuse. I don't know how far or close that is. That's really up north. <laughs> yeah. Really yeah. Up it's a good yeah. ride. That's up and by, then, by Greg is closer to Syracuse than I am. Probably. Oh, okay. Hey, I want to talk uh, well, about. No, I wouldn't go that far, but it's a good ways. I want to talk Greg's, about. Greg's, Greg's is in Andover. So I probably probably said that wrong. So. No, that's right. Andover. Oh, well, don't pronounce the R. But All right. So. <laughs> The last 10 minutes, I want to talk about this uh, not in our house that uh, the company is oh, okay. putting out there. It says the golden rules to live by the company's name. And this is crazy because they're putting all this out and management uh, are disrespecting this policy anyway. But they put it out there. It keep, keeps your hands to yourself. Tony, you got to keep your hands to yourself. You know that, right? I try, Hector, but you know I can't stop touching myself. Do you have this in your phone? So you could go over it? No, I don't because have it at in the my bottom. Phone, but... At the bottom, because it's got a 800 ethic line, which is a 800-220-4126. I want to talk about that line because that line is 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 getting a lot of heat with management, actually, because a lot of uh, uh, members are calling that line, which is good, great. Call, keep calling, keep complaining about what they're doing. They're getting the shit because, believe me, I had a manager call, you know, call me to the office to ask me. Yo, I got this complaint. I said, well, motherfucker, stop doing, stop harassing the guy and you're fucking, oh, you know, they, they, because now the CEO is involved with this uh, 800 line. Like she gets a, a, a printout of everything that's going on with this, uh, with this 800 number is 800. And I'm going to repeat it. 800-220-4126. Write it down because now all management that are harassing and you feel like you're being harassed remember but you still have to follow the 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 procedures of harassment because you know you're not writing a grievance of harassment and then calling this hotline they have now a team that they promoted from OMS to these uh ladies or gentlemen that call you now to investigate the harassment they're gonna ask you questions they're gonna call the ba they're gonna call the shop steward they're gonna talked call to one the other day. they huh i talked to one the other day they called me from they, they, they're calling you right so they, so yeah so they called me on one and the question you know we're not gonna tell them uh to jeopardize a member we're gonna see you know they they ask you basic questions do you have a grievance of harassment towards this manager from your 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 member of course i'm not gonna if i don't have a grievance for that that member that says this management's been harassing me what i'm not gonna lie and say oh yeah i do have one when i don't have one so you, you got to follow the procedure if you're going to call that number to put in harassment against a supervisor or a manager make sure that you follow the protocols by 
getting your shop steward involved, writing a, a, a Article 37 for harassment, intimidation, over-supervising, whatever the case that the Article 30, uh, 37 has a lot of ways of harassing. So you got to get with your shop steward, write that grievance, make sure that grievance is put into that manager, to the supervisor that's harassing you or whatever. Call that 800 number. That 800 number is getting to a lot of people the ceo of the of the company and that ceo is now telling them go go to this to this uh center and and start investigating this thing i thought this tip line was a anonymous it could be anonymous it could be that you call and just put up but if you want it doesn't this, have to be you can give right, me exactly if you really want to Get this supervisor that's harassing you all the time, that's bothering you, that is, is telling. I mean, one guy that did it, the supervisor told him that he was the worst driver in the world. You can't say that to a driver. You that's 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 harassment. So he put in he called he put in a grievance and he called the hotline, and guess what? That fucking manager is feeling the pressure now because now he's gonna feel that pressure from the CEO. Because uh, she's taking everything serious. I mean, and the thing in the bottom. Do you have it at? Uh, at I mean. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm. I'm I, I want you to. I want one, you to read the, one the at bottom. The top is supervisors working. Not in our house. Supervisors working. What? Like, is that a joke? Second thing: payroll shortages. There's a lot of guys that have an issue with payroll. Mm-hmm. It's happening ever since we uh, you, uh, the company dropped the HR department. There's been nothing but people, yeah, right? I mean, the payroll discrepancy is ridiculous. People that are going from inside to 22.4, getting paid their inside rate for months before they get the proper 22.4 rate. No progression raise, everything. People going from 22.4 to 0300. There's an issue. They're they're trying to get their money that they're owed for months because they've been full-time to regular package car drivers. I mean, the pay discrepancy is just through the roof. So what do you mean by not in our house? It's happening in your fucking house. You want to tell them, Dean, or shall I? Oh, here we go. (laughs) Oh, you're you're muted. Dean, you're muted. You're you're muted, Dean. (laughs) Stupid! You stupid! (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) That's only for management. Hey, Tony, you're reading from the union one. Reading the wrong list. Oh, that's why. <laughs> you dumb. I'm like, you stupid. You well, let stupid. Me read, let me read our not. Our, our no, the one, the one Hector, the one Hector's talking about was what the company put out. On and UPSs. anytime you log, anytime you log into onto UPSers.com, that's the first thing that comes up. So I just sent it to you. Out, so the, the bottom, union came out with their response to that. That's uh, what you're reading. That's, that's the one you're reading. Can, can I just continue the union's response? <laughs> no, no. You got to do the, the company okay, one okay. first, and then, the and, okay, okay, and then okay, you'll okay. respond with the union. All one. right. Yes, I've seen this. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so keep your hands to yourself. Don't make sexual advances at work. I mean, I think that's Ever. Sense. And they Come wrote on. that at the end. Yeah. Ever. If you want to touch somebody, touch yourself. Now, oh my God, what the fuck? Don't make doing? insulting comments. That. You didn't see that? You want to see it again? Hold on. No. No, I don't want no, to see I it. I can speak for everyone here. No, <laughs> I don't want to see that shit. Okay. Don't make insulting comments or re- about or refer to anyone's gender, race, religion, sexual orientation, or ethnicity in an offensive way. I mean, you know, that's, come on. I, 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 could, I could think of a couple of soups that, that do that every day. All the time. Don't send inappropriate text messages or offensive social media posts 
to UPSers ever. Don't, oh, this is the one you wanted, Hector? Don't display offensive language, symbols, or images on your personal belongings or on company property. We have a zero tolerancy policy. Follow our golden rules or you could lose your job. Follow our golden rules. Wow. Golden. Shower? Feels more like bronze. Feels more like, gee, is it even bronze? That's like when you don't make it to the podium, right? We want to make this place. We want to make the this place. Wait, I can't see it now. I got it. We, we want, want this, to make this. Yeah to be the best place to work. If you experience discrimination, sexual or, ratty, or, ra or racial misconduct, use our open door policy to raise issues with your management team or a trusted leader in your function. Call the ethics hotline. So that's what Hector's talking about. So 1-800-220-4126. This right. stuff happens every day. They have the number, call it, let them know. Call them out. And believe and me, this hotline is very is the very hot topic with management right now. They are so scared of this line right now because the CEO is getting every message that goes to to this uh, hotline, and she's 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 making it a, a problem for management now. But like I said to you, don't call it and say you're being harassed without following the steps. Yeah, right. your harassment charge against this eight hundred number will follow better with a grievance of harassment and that you you did all proper call all the all the procedures right, and then right. you call this number and it'll work for you it will really really work for you but if you're gonna be that guy that says fuck this i'm gonna call that number i'm gonna tell them how the fuck he harassed me because he's looking at me and you don't have any backing any for that. proof any paperwork any witnesses it's a waste of fucking it's, it's, a, it's a waste of call it would your, be stupid. It would be stupid to, to make that call. But if you have the proper paper call, uh, the backings with the grievance and the follow-ups on it, this call will help you not get harassed by this particular uh, manager. Now, or now can I read the unions? Yes, please. All right. Not in our house. All right. The proper one. Supervisors working. Not in our house. Payroll shortages. Grievances are going in. Not in our house. You're gonna pay that money. You could take a you could take a month, you could take two, but you're gonna pay it eventually. Shit, it could be three or four months. It could be nine. Money in the bank, you're still paying it. Because when you when you short our people, trust me, the money's gonna the money's coming. Uh over supervision and production harassment. Not in our house. Make sure your stewards are policing this. Make sure that you got you got even the members step up, put in those grievances. You unfair MRAs. Come on, anytime you get a $3 bump because you live in an area that they can't find people to work and then after they do it for a couple of months and decide to take it away from you, you think that's fair? No, that's why there's a lawsuit against your asses. MRA, proper, do it the fuck. There's a proper method to follow for MRAs. Do it, do it properly, that's all. Nine five violations. Come on guys, get on that nine five list, not in our house. Eight hour requests not being honored. Not in our house. Listen, you have an eight-hour request load. You have a right to that eight-hour request load, especially if you have the seniority and you did the paperwork and you put it in. Not in our house. Subcontracting of feeder work. Dean. Dean? Dean not in your up. house. 
not in our house, right? The, the nationwide problem that was allowed by the previous administration. Not anymore. Not in our what house. What is wrong with you? What's wrong with all of you? Supervisors moving, leaking packages. Hold on. I didn't realize that you were a hazmat certified. Who do you think you are? If you haven't got your hazmat certification and you don't know what you're doing, you should not be touching leaking packages. I mean, no, no, not in our house. No, no, not no. in our house. No, hell no, no. Management no. abusing reasonable no. cause no. testing language. Not in our house. What you're not going to abuse any language you? in our contract. What's wrong with all of in our house? Okay, and if anybody thinks that they can do anything like that in our house, you must be what, gentlemen? Uh, Stupid! They, they, the, um, now the, um, <laughs> now the, uh, now, now, uh, um. And that's our show for today. What we is wrong you with you? For not being stupid and listening to the What the Heck show. Thank you, Dean. Thank you, Greg. This song goes Thank out to Joan. This is our song, Joan. Thank you, Joan. Thank you for listening to the What the Heck show here on Union Power Radio. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Where were you, Jamie? We missed you. You said like two things the whole night. Jose, thank you. All the people listening on MixLR. And Carl for asking all those questions. And Carl, thank you. And thanks for Greg. And thanks for Dean. And if you don't like my English, my English. appreciate you. Don't forget, our events are coming up. Stay united. Solidarity. We're here to put the U back in union. My English is not very good looking, but fuck you, Dean. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for listening to the What the Heck show here on Union Power Radio. We'll be putting it on podcast. You'll see it on FaceTime. And it's closing time right here. This is uh, Joan and I's song back in TDU when the bar, we closed the bar. You can listen to and, us on Spotify. And don't forget, and don't forget about the uh, Labor Notes. Me and uh, Tony Rosario will be at Labor Notes on June. 17 to the 19th. That's Father's Day weekend. I don't know why he's going. He's got a kid, but whatever. I'll be back. I'll see you guys in Chicago and the labor notes on June 17 and 19. Don't forget Spotify, iTunes, Apple Play, Google Play, Facebook. We're everywhere. You can hear us. Peace out, my brother. Thank you guys. And don't be stupid. Closing time, open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time, turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time, one last call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay here I know Union Power Radio, every other Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your hosts, Tony Rosario and Jamie Hayes.